to Locked On Golden Gophers. Nate Dickinson with you as we are every single weekday, breaking down everything you might have missed going on with the Minnesota Gophers and, of course, giving you a daily dose of some great Gopher content here as well. Coming up on today's show, we got a good one for you as always. We're going to preview tonight's matchup between the Gophers and the Scarlet Knights of Rutgers. These two teams right next to each other in the Big Ten standings. We talked about yesterday about how those Big Ten standings are going to have a big, big implication, of course, going into the NCAA Tournament Selection Sunday, if and when that happens. Of course, we still got to get to March in this pandemic. But I don't want to talk pandemic right now. I want to talk Gophers. We're going to talk about the game against Rutgers. And also yesterday, we went a little bit in deeper on Marcus Carr and just what he's done this season. I kind of like talking about Carr and spotlighting a guy. So later on in the program, we'll spotlight Liam Robbins, the guy who I designated as the number two most important player to have good games in order for the Gophers to have good games. But we'll talk all about Robbins later on in the program as well. As we start off every program, we're going to get into what you might have missed yesterday going on around the Gophers. Not a lot of news yesterday. We will break down a little bit of what did happen. Uh, First off, something that doesn't impact the University of Minnesota itself, but if you're a Minnesota sports fan, you know that it does impact other schools as well. The NCAA has canceled all D3 Winter Championships. They cite a lack of participation by schools. There's plenty of D3 schools who just aren't having winter sports this year, have already decided they won't do any sort of postseason or something like that. You know how the pandemic's been. There's all sorts of reasons for people not to be playing games right now, and apparently enough schools aren't that in the D3, at least, there won't be any championships and not enough schools to get it done. At least that's what the NCAA cites as to why there won't be any D3 title games, at least in the winter. Spring sports are still up in the air right now. In other news, Gopher football got a couple of players into the NFL draft combine. P.J. Fleck tweeted something out earlier today. Rashad Bateman and Benjamin St. Juiced. Both invited to the Combine. We'll, of course, keep an eye on them as they go through the proceedings when that does happen. And again, don't know exactly when that'll be. That's what's so fun about everything going on right now. And finally, a, a little bit of free advertising for both, I guess, the university and Top Golf itself. But this is really cool, so I will need to tell you about it. You may have already heard that TCF Bank Stadium is going to be hosting a Top Golf event where you can actually hit golf balls into TCF Bank Stadium from somewhere in the stands or the grandstand or the concourse or whatever. So you can go and get your tickets for that right now. They announced it a while back, but as of today, you can go buy tickets. You can go to umn.edu slash topgolf, or I believe if you just go to topgolflive.com, you can take a look at that as well. Something fun you can look at going forward. It's been tough to get the whole family out there and getting something to do. If you're able to get over to TCF Bank Stadium whenever they're having that and get into that Top Golf thing, seems like it could be a pretty cool thing to just kind of have on your bucket list checked off. That's a little bit of what's going on right now around Minnesota. As I mentioned, not a whole lot of sports news as far as the Gophers go. We'll, of course, talk all about Rutgers in a minute. Talk tomorrow about what happens tonight in the game between Rutgers and Minnesota. Before we get into the preview, though, want to spotlight again a little bit on Gopher football, specifically the guys already in the NFL, not the ones in Bateman and St. Juiced and others who are trying to make their way there. There are Gophers represented in this Super Bowl, as I'm sure plenty of fans already know, because a couple of them have been on the Gophers not too long ago. First off, Damian Wilson with the Chiefs, and then the two rookies, Antoine Winfield Jr. with the Buccaneers and Tyler Johnson with the Buccaneers as well. 
And, of course, this is big for the football program just in general. It's always great to be able to say you've put guys in the NFL, but also even better to be able to say that you had people in the Super Bowl, too. So P.J. Flex is going to be able to go up to these guys that he's recruiting and say, hey, not only did we have three people in the Super Bowl last season, but we had two guys who were rookies last year, straight out of the University of Minnesota, who not only made it to that Super Bowl, but Antoine Winfield Jr. and Tyler Johnson, they're not guys who are just riding the bench all game either. I mean, Winfield Jr.'s been outstanding this season as a rookie on defense, maybe defensive rookie of the year. And then Tyler Johnson has been a nice little contributor there in a receiving core for the Bucks, where it's really hard to find catches when you got Antonio Brown and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin in there and Rob Gronkowski and pass catching backs as well in the backfield to go with it. Tyler Johnson's carved himself a nice little role in that passing offense somehow with all that crowding, and he's done a really good job with it. So when you have that to be able to sell to recruits, it's obviously just another thing to put on the docket, and I'm not breaking any sort of big news here. I'm not enlightening you. People who make it to the NFL and do well there mean that, well, your football program is going to look better. But I'm just pointing out, three guys in the NFL, or three guys in the Super Bowl, Two of them rookies who are actually getting legitimate snaps out there in the Super Bowl. That's something that you can hang your hat out when you're going into those recruiting visits. Something Minnesota actually will have probably over a lot of other Big Ten teams, too. So a big positive for Minnesota there. We're going to get into everything going on with the Minnesota game tonight against Rutgers in just a minute here on the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast. But first, it's winter. And winter is the worst time of year to have something going wrong with your vehicle. I've had it happen before. I've had batteries fail out on me at zero-degree weather. If you're up in Minnesota or really anywhere that isn't California or Florida or somewhere where it doesn't snow, honestly, if you live in those places, I don't want to talk to you anyway, man. You got it good enough. This one ain't for you. I'm kidding, of course. But if you do have something in your car that needs fixing, Rock Auto is the guy to go to to get it done. At rockauto.com. It's basically like an eBay for your car parts, right? So only except for instead of people trying to maybe rip you off on eBay, make you pay too much, Rock Auto's prices are the same all across the board, and they're the lowest prices out there as well. You may have gone to either a, a dealership or a junkyard or anywhere else to try and look for your car part that you need, and with so many different makes and models of cars now, a lot of places may not even have it, and if they do, they're going to charge you a lot. RockAuto.com basically takes out that middleman. You can go onto the website right now and get whatever part you need for whatever car you might have. They got it out there. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And write in Locked On, if you will, in their How Did You Hear About Us tab there if you do purchase something so you know that we send you over there. Again, coming up after the break, we're going to talk go for basketball. Team's got a big matchup as it slides down the Big Ten standings against Rutgers tonight. We're going to break down the Scarlet Knights in just a minute. You're listening into the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast. Welcome back to the Locked On Golden Gophers. I'm Nate Dickinson. We're previewing Rutgers and Minnesota in a big basketball matchup tonight with two teams right smack dab in the middle of the Big Ten standings. Rutgers at number seven in the Big Ten at six and six. Minnesota tied for eighth with Indiana with a record of four and six in the Big Ten. Rutgers comes in with a ten and six record overall. Minnesota eleven and six. All of these teams' losses have come in the Big Ten so far. 
We'll get to all of the preview with this game in just a moment. But first, before we get into it, you know that I've got you locked on with the Gophers every single day. But you can get more of all the sports news you need in less time with the new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from the local experts. You can start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. It's the same thing we do here at the Gophers that you know and love. Everything you need jam-packed into a little bit about a time. Only instead of just Gopher stuff, it's all of the sports world. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. If you're listening to this on some sort of app or something right now, I bet you're probably just one search away from finding Locked On Today. Give it a follow. Give it a rating. Five stars. Subscribe. I was listening to it today. It's one of the newer podcasts we have on Locked On. They do an actually really good job. Pete does. He talked to some Chiefs guys and a bunch of stuff going into the Super Bowl today. But it's a really, really good source for if you want to do what you do here with the Gophers, getting everything in a really short amount of time, only doing it again with everything going on in sports. So I'll stop selling it. You go over. Give it a listen. It'll sell itself. Let's talk now about this Rutgers team. As I mentioned, Rutgers 10-6, and 6-6 six, six and six in the Big Ten. Minnesota 11-6, and six, but only 4-6 and six in the Big Ten. It has a big opportunity to pick up another win and climb back up into the Big Ten standings again. Again, Minnesota's lost four of its last five, all of those losses by at least 14 points. So Gophers could definitely use a little bit of a bounce back here against the Scarlet Knights. Let's get into it, though. I'm going to go over what Rutgers is good at, what Rutgers is not so good at, and then using those not-so-good things kind of get a formula for you for what you could be looking at as to how the Gophers can beat this team. Let's start off with what Rutgers is good at. Number one is taking care of the basketball. The team is top 25 in assist-to-turnover ratio. This is according to TeamRankings.com, who keeps track of all this stuff. So the team doesn't really turn the ball over well, or all that much, and also is able to distribute the ball pretty well while doing it. Seems like a team that plays a kind of a cleaner game, just based off that box score stat. But really, it's something to look out for for Minnesota because it's something that the Gophers have struggled with at times. Now, back backcourt for the Gophers is experienced. It's good. It's better than it was last year at keeping care of the basketball. So I'm not too worried about that. Other things Rutgers is good at. Uh, blocks. Inside defensively, team averages five blocks per game as a team. That's number 16 in the country. For a guy like Liam Robbins, who we're going to dive into in the next segment, that could spell some trouble for him as far as being productive on offense. Rutgers also top 25 at 8.4 steals per game as well. So the team can block the ball well, they can take the ball away well, and they take care of the basketball well as well. Those kind of intangible things, I shouldn't say intangible, that's not the right word because it's quite literally tangible. It's numbers I just reeled off to you. But the things that are outside of just how good you shoot the basketball, that's what Rutgers seems to really excel at. They take the ball away from you. They can defend well inside, at least as far as blocks goes. And again, they're not going to beat themselves when it comes to the turnover battle. Gophers are going to have to beat them. Now, while Rutgers is good at all those things outside of the conventional like field goal percentage inside of that, I maybe put it that way because on the other side, shooting the ball, Rutgers isn't great. This team doesn't have all that many staggering stats to talk about as far as like top 25 I listed off as far as what team rankings has, what Rutgers is good at. Pretty much all shooting statistics, both offensively and defensively, Rutgers mediocre at best. 
There's some stats that are just really ugly, though. Uh, starting with free throw percentage, the team as a whole, 59% from the line. That's something to attack. The shooting overall numbers just aren't all that great. The effective field goal percentage for Rutgers is an offense, 51.5%. That's number 103 in the country. We already mentioned free throws are terrible. 59% is number 345 in the country. And the team shooting just 34% from three-point range as well. None of those are terrible numbers outside of the free throw percentage. This team doesn't shoot horribly. It's not like it's a bad shooting team. But it's not something that is going to win Rutgers a ball game, it seems like, more often than not. It seems like those other things, those other parts of the game, is how Rutgers has been able to scrap its way into wins. Because when you just look at the percentages, it doesn't make sense that this team's 500 in the Big Ten. Hasn't been shooting well enough. It does other things well to make up for it. The only other thing I noted is to what Rutgers might not be so great at, uh, the defensive numbers aren't good, which is a bit of a head-scratcher. Because, again, team's top 25 in steals per game. It's 16 in the country in blocks per game. But as far as just straight-up defense goes, opponents are shooting 31% or 32% against them from three, which is actually pretty good, but it's not in the top 100 as far as NCAA teams goes. As far as field goal percentage against effective field goal percentage for Rutgers opponents is number 96 in the country. And pretty much all the other stats are right around there in the, like, 100 to 125 kind of range. That middle of the pack where Rutgers isn't doing anything lethal as far as shooting the basketball. Maybe they have a hot game tonight. Those obviously happen. But it's not that that wins Rutgers games, which I think is a good thing for Minnesota. Because I think Minnesota can outshoot a team to a win. Let's get into that now, though. How does Minnesota beat this Rutgers team? I have a couple of keys that I wrote down, three of them, to be, in, to be exact. First off, don't be afraid to attack. And don't be afraid to be aggressive on defense either. This team in Minnesota has the ability, at least I think, in the backcourt and the experience in the backcourt to be able to beat Rutgers in that side of the game. The Scarlet Knight's strength seems to be inside on defense. So maybe Liam Robbins doesn't get as many touches and there's more driving and kicking and stuff like that. Stuff the Gophers have been able to execute on in this season. And that could be something that Minnesota could at least jump out to a lead early on, being able to attack that rim. And again, being aggressive on defense, the other side I mentioned, just being able to try and take the ball away from Rutgers. It's a team that does it well. As I mentioned, it's one of the things they do really well. But if you can at least make them uncomfortable, winning that turnover battle is big, but losing the turnover battle big because Rutgers is good at keeping care of the ball. It's the easiest way to let a team that Minnesota is better than. And if you're a Minnesota fan and you want Minnesota to succeed, you hope that Minnesota is better than Rutgers. The numbers don't necessarily say that. They're about even again in the Big Ten. But you're thinking that if this Minnesota team is the team you want it to be, they're better than Rutgers. That's what I mean by that. Easiest way to let a team that you're better than win a game against you is to lose that turnover battle. Rutgers is good at winning it. Try to not let that happen. Uh, last thing I noted, don't lack, don't let everything I've said make you think that this is going to be an easy game. Because, again, the numbers don't really stand out for Rutgers in any way, outside of those few categories I mentioned where they seem to be pretty good. But this is still a team that's above the Gophers right now in the Big Ten. And I'm not saying that this is any sort of trap game. Minnesota's lost two in a row. They know that this game's important for them. But Rutgers is a team that, even if they are having just an average shooting night, even if they are only doing what they're supposed to do, this is the Big Ten. And I know 
everyone who's following either a Big Ten Locked On podcast, which we'll talk about in a minute, or any of the other Big Ten teams who have podcasts here on Locked On or any other podcast that follows this conference, they'll tell you that, hey, the Big Ten's just different. And they'll make a lot of excuses as to, well, this team lost just because, hey, that's the way the Big Ten is. But honestly, the people make those excuses because it's true. Rutgers is not anything special. Minnesota has beaten Michigan, has been able to beat Iowa. It's big wins. But at the same time, you know that Rutgers is going to come out there and fight with you hard. And also, Minnesota is coming off two straight losses against Purdue and Maryland, teams that are, like Rutgers, right in the middle of the Big Ten. Stay aware, play your game, and you should be able to get a win here. But I don't know if Minnesota does that, obviously, tonight. You never know until it gets to tip-off, and we'll talk about everything that happens tonight, tomorrow, here on Locked On Golden Gophers. We're going to break down a little bit with Liam Robbins in the next segment. We talked about Marcus Carr yesterday. I kind of liked getting into that bit of a spotlight on kind of what he's done and what I feel his responsibility is as we get into the home stretch. So we'll now do the same thing with Robbins, kind of talk about who he's been, his transition from Missouri Valley to Big Ten and how he's adjusted, at least in the stats and also break down what I think he needs to be going forward for this Gopher team to be at its best going into March. That's coming up in just a minute here on the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast. But first, before we get into Robbins, I got to tell you about one of our new sponsors here on Locked On who is doing some really exciting stuff, honestly, and helping you guys out. That's Bet Online AG. Now, there's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust for our bets. If you hear any sort of line on any Locked On podcast, we don't talk lines all that much here, but I do like betting so we can get into it more. But if you like betting and you hear any sort of lines here on Locked On, they're coming from Bet Online AG. So if you hear something on the Locked On podcast, you want to bet it, go over to betonline.ag, sign up today for a free account, and use the promo code Locked On for 50% of a match on your first deposit. Again, they'll help you out getting you some free money, getting you started, and they've got all sorts of things for you to bet on. Not to mention there's a pretty big game going on this weekend on the gridiron, if I remember correctly as well. Again, go over to betonline.ag, make your account and use Locked On, and they're going to help you out, help our listeners out by giving you a 50% match on whatever your first deposit is into the site. So get out there, win yourself some money, and Get yourself some free money, too. They're just trying to give it to you over there. BetOnline.ag, again, they're our official betting sponsor. Any lines you hear here are from them, and they're the place that we trust to get our bets straightened out right. Again, in just a minute, we're talking about Liam Robbins, breaking down what he's done so far, what I think he needs to do to be the best and make this Gopher team the best that it can be. That's coming up in just a minute here on the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast. Welcome back into Locked On Golden Gophers. Wrapping up the show today, talking about Liam Robbins. Just what has he done this year? How has it been compared to his last year with Drake in the Missouri Valley Valley Conference? And how has it compared to his play in Big Ten as well? Before we get into that, though, got to tell you about Locked On Big Ten. And, and I say I have to tell you about it, but I really want to tell you about it, too. I'm going to let you behind the curtain for a second here with the Locked On Podcasts. You may have noticed that there are are some things we promote here on the podcast, whether it be the wonderful people who help us bring podcasts to you every day or some of our other shows. And here 
I am to tell you about the Big Ten podcast, as all the other college shows talk about their respective conferences, like USC's podcast talks about the Pac-12, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I get to talk to you about the Big Ten's Locked On podcast, and I love being a part of the Big Ten's Locked On crew because Big Ten Penn does a great job. He's just all over it. You can follow him at Ben Scott Stevens, I believe, on Twitter. Locked On Big Ten's also on Twitter, too. This guy's, I mean, he's the best. Out of all the conference shows out there, Locked On Big Ten just kills it. Ben is putting in work every single day. I mean, this is what he does. This is what he does full-time. Not everyone's like that here on Locked On. He just puts in so much effort into really getting you anything and everything you need in the Big Ten all the time. And he's got some pretty good content just on his own that he does on his Twitter and stuff like that as well. He's a funny guy, cool guy, and a great podcast over on Locked On Big Ten. I've been on a couple of times. You might hear me again. Who knows when Minnesota has its next big game over there. So give him a follow, subscribe, rate, five stars, review, all that stuff. Locked On Big Ten. If you haven't tried it, go try it right now. Ben's a pro at this kind of stuff. All right, so let's talk about Liam Robbins. We talked about Marcus Carr yesterday. Dove into kind of everything he's done this season, what I think he needs to do. We'll do the same with Robbins now. First, I want to compare just what this season has been for Robbins compared to what he did last year with Drake. Now, the scoring for Liam Robbins this season was something I was expecting to fall off quite a bit. Yes, he was really, really good as a seven-footer at Drake. And he came into Minnesota fully ready to be a Big Ten player physically. I mean, this guy's a pure seven-footer. He's got the muscle on. He's got the weight he needs to be able to bang down low with anyone in the Big Ten. Iodesumu, Luca Garza, you name it. But the scoring hasn't fallen off for Liam Robbins in this season. And there's been a little bit of a drop. But you can contribute that really just for moving from the Missouri Valley to the Big Ten. And... I know that at some point that needs to stop being an excuse for Liam Robbins. The fact that he's going from a mid-major to maybe the best conference in college basketball right now, arguably with the Big 12. And he has done, basically, what he did before. There's been a little bit of a drop-off, but I'll read off these numbers to you, and it's really minimal. Just how much he's fallen off at all. In fact, I'd argue he's basically been the same player production-wise in the Big Ten this season as he was in the Missouri Valley last, and that's saying something. But here, I'll give you the numbers to back it up. Last year, Liam Robbins averages 14.1 points per game for Drake. This season with the Gophers, 13.4 points per game. Half a point less, virtually the same. Last season with Drake, 5.1 rebounds per game. This year, 4.5, pretty much the same. Last year, he shot 50% from the field. With Drake this year with Minnesota, 46%. Bit of a drop-off, but again, that's something I will attribute, and I will let him get away with just because he didn't have to face off against Luka Garza and Io DeSumo and everybody else who dominates the Big Ten bigs. If you don't think the Big Ten is the best conference in college basketball, no doubt the best bigs in college basketball are in the Big Ten, and Liam Robbins has done a good job keeping his end scoring throughout this season despite the better competition. One thing has gotten better, though, for Liam Robbins. While everything else scoring has been the same for him, the guy's shooting threes at a rate he never has before. Not only is he making more threes, Liam Robbins is shooting 38% from the field from behind the arc. He was 24% with Drake last season, but he's also shooting a lot more threes, twice as many threes per game. Two and a half three-pointers tried per game for Robbins. Last season, that was about just over one attempt per game. 
He's shooting the three more. He's making the three more. He's more comfortable score all around the half court. Something that doesn't show up in the box score, but shows up if you're watching him. You can just tell. He's much more comfortable right now shooting the three than even he was at the beginning of the season. And that's a great thing to see from Robbins. That's not the number that surprises me most, though. Because I looked at the season numbers for Robbins this year to last. But then I thought, well... The season includes those games against Loyola Marymount and everything in the non-conference. How has he done specifically in the Big Ten? Because that's what everyone was interested in, right? We knew he was talented, but was he good enough to compete with everybody in the Big Ten conference? Just take a look at some of these numbers. In the Big Ten, he's averaging not only more than what he had overall in the season. He had 13 points per game overall in the season. In the Big Ten, he's averaging 14.8 points per game. That's not only being better in the Big Ten than against like St. Louis and Green Bay and North Dakota, but it's also better than anything he did his entire season average against or at Drake last year. Also, 3.2 blocks per game this year is the best of any season he has had in his career. 3.2 right now. Uh, Last year, it was at uh, 2.9 blocks per game. 3.2 in the Big Ten, going up against the best of the best in the bigs. So in ways, not only is Liam Robbins not falling off when playing against good Big Ten competition, he's actually excelled, done better. And we've seen it at points. At the beginning of the Illinois game that Minnesota ended up losing big early in the season, before Robbins got in foul trouble, he was playing with Iota Sumu. Obviously, Minnesota was able to beat Iowa in one game this year. You slow down Luka Garza in any fashion, I'm giving you points. Liam Robbins was, well, I don't know if able to do that is the right word, but helped his team get a win. Didn't let Luka Garza just dominate the game, and stopping Luka Garza is a team effort. I get that. But I'm going to give him some credit here. Liam Robbins has not only been what I'd hoped he would be this season for Minnesota, which was in any sort of way, be able to fill the shoes of Daniel Oturu, he's excelling to a point where he's brought himself to be the number two most important player on this team, if you ask me. Because Marcus Carr obviously leads the backcourt, but Liam Robbins is not only second in this team in scoring this season, but with the rebounds that he puts out, the blocks and the presence he has defensively, and just the size. Nobody else on Minnesota can be able to size up with those bigs in the Big Ten. He's been huge, and he's been able to do it in a much harder, harder schedule than what he's ever had. I mean, if you look at strength of schedule, which is a number I don't really understand how it's calculated, but I know zero is average, and above zero is harder. At Drake last season, Robin's strength of schedule was 0.61. So far with Minnesota this year, non-conference and conference combined, 11.75. That's a huge jump for one player to make over the course of one offseason and seemingly not have any sort of uh, drop-off at all. Liam Robbins has been great, but he needs to be able to be that guy throughout all of February. And We talked about this with Carr yesterday. With all the praise you can give him, the criticism with Carr is he just doesn't do it every single game, which is a tough criticism, but it's the only one you can give him. With Robbins, same thing. You can really only criticize one thing, and it is that foul trouble we've talked about so much. Averaging 3.6 personal fouls per game is too high. He averaged three even at Drake. Again, that's part of having to defend some of the best bigs in the country. You're going to draw more fouls that way. But he's someone that 
has only fouled out in two Big Ten games, which might be surprising to some people. There's been other games where he's had to sit like parts of the first half with two early fouls and stuff like that. That's really all, though, that he needs to clean up. If Liam Robbins can stay on the floor, he's shown that he can be someone who can at least compete, at least size up with anyone in the Big Ten. The only person that's going to beat down Liam Robbins and beat down his production with this team and make him less than the maximum is Liam Robbins because there are times where guys just draw fouls on him. If you're going to be the guy in the middle of the defense, you're going to pick up fouls. But there's other times where he just commits fouls that he doesn't need to be committing. And especially when you know you're the guy who's going to be taking the fouls and has been taking the fouls, I need Liam Robbins to be a little bit more conscious of that foul taken going forward. Don't take stupid fouls. If you're going to foul out 20 minutes or or with only 20 minutes played into a game and five to 10 minutes left in the second half, but you you did it committing five fouls that are solid fouls, preventing someone from scoring, stuff like that, I'm fine with it. But don't reach in on a defensive rebound to try and poke a ball away. Don't go up after a shot that you know you can't get to without fouling. Stuff like that. Just being a little bit more conscious of how valuable he is to be on the floor. If Liam Robbins can be like, hey, I know maybe I have a small chance of being able to make this play, but the risk of picking up the foul is more important. I think that's the only last kind of click that Robbins needs to be able to make in his head to be able to stay out on the floor as much as he needs to to be the productive guy that the Gophers need him to be. We'll see how all that plays out here against Rutgers tonight. We'll have the recap for you tomorrow right here on the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast, of course, as always. But until tomorrow, you've listened into our Thursday edition of the Locked On Golden Gophers pod. We'll be back to finish up the week on a Friday with a recap of Gopher basketball tonight and a whole lot more. Until then, this is Nate Dickinson with the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast. Until tomorrow, row the boat, Skyuma, go Gophers.